from Luke chapter 11, and it's following on from Jesus' teaching on prayer. And we're going to start at verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Thank you, Rosie. Let's just pray um, as we come to think about this. Father, please help us this morning to hear what you're saying to us. Please, will you change us as we um, consider your words? Please, will we know and love you better, we pray. Amen. Amen. So we are thinking this morning about prayer. If you were, uh, if you remember back a couple of weeks ago, if you were here, uh, the last time we had an all service, we were thinking about prayer and we learned uh, how to pray, what kind of things to pray for as we look together at the Lord's Prayer. And this morning we're thinking about a different question. We're thinking about why. Why do we pray? Why do we pray? And I'm going to give you the answer to that question straight away. We pray because we know that God will hear and we'll answer. We pray because we know that God will hear and will answer. Now, to understand what um, uh, the, the kind of the argument of the passage, the, the, the way that Jesus is going to persuade us about this this morning, there's, um, there's a principle we need to get. There's a, a kind of way of arguing, a way of making a point that we need to understand to understand what Jesus is saying here. And it's based on three words that appeared in verse 13 of that passage that we had read. And the three words are, how much more? How much more? And this is the idea. The idea is that if something small is good, then a bigger version of that thing will be even better. If the small thing is good, the bigger thing will be even better. Let me give you some examples um, to to try and uh, get a head around that. Imagine, hands up here, if you've never been to Disney World, but you'd really like to go. You've never been to Disney World, you really like it. Right, think, think about it. How do you know? If you've never been to Disney World, how do you know you're going to enjoy it? How do you know it's any good? Well, maybe you've been to the fair at Bramcote Hills Park that happens three times a year, or a fair like that. And maybe you've been on one of the rides at that fair, and, uh, and you really enjoyed it, and you think, actually, I really enjoy these kind of rides, even these portable ones that get packed away at the end of a few days. I really enjoy these rides. Well, if these rides are good... How much more would I enjoy the amazing rides that they have at Disney World? See, if the, if the, the 
the small ones at Bramkett Hills Park are good, how much more would the big ones at Disney World be even better? Or think about it this way. I'm not offering this, but hands up if you'd like a life supply of chocolate. How do you know you'd like a life supply of chocolate? Well, if you've had one piece of chocolate and you enjoyed it, how much more would you enjoy a life supply of chocolate? If a small amount of chocolate is good, how much better would be a huge amount of chocolate? One more example. Imagine that you were um, wanting to go on holiday with your friend. But how do you know that you'd actually enjoy being on holiday with your friends, spending a lot of time with them? Well, if you spent a small amount of time, then maybe you'd been around to their house for a couple of hours and you had a great time, well, how much more would you enjoy a whole week with them uh, as well? So do you get the idea? If the small thing is good, then the big thing is even better. How much more? That's the argument that's being used in this passage. And Jesus basically uses, uses two kind of stories or two illustrations to help get his point across. Two points that he's making. The first thing he says is, is that God is better than a grumpy friend. God is better than a grumpy friend. Do you know, often people will give you something just because you're cheeky enough to ask for it. If you've got the audacity to ask for something, often you'll, you'll get away that people will just give it to you. And Jesus gives that example in the passage that he taught. He said, imagine um, you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Now, in, in the time that Jesus was um, speaking, the family probably would have, all, they would have all lived in one room and they would all have been asleep and the kids would have been asleep and the grown-ups were asleep. And then suddenly at midnight, there's a knock on the door and the neighbor says, can you lend me three loaves of bread? Well, the person in, in the room... Uh, replies and says, uh, don't bother me. The door's already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. But Jesus says that actually, because that person who's knocked on the door has had the cheek, has had the, the shameless audacity to ask, well, actually, they'll end up getting up and giving them uh, the bread that they've asked for. If you have enough cheek, if you have enough shameless audacity, then that hasn't come up, um, then, um, you, then you often get what you ask for. Now, an example of this, which the picture behind me illustrates, is um, Emmanuel Church Bramkett leadership team, eight years ago or so, went on a retreat. It was a, a slightly different team from the team that we have today. Um, they went on, on a retreat, and we had a meal out in the pub, and it must have been soon after St. Patrick's Day, because there were lots of St. Patrick's Day hats on the shelves, on, uh, in kind of like a display. And one of the members of the leadership team, who's not in the church anymore, but is someone who had a fair amount of shameless audacity, um, you, you may know who I'm talking about if you're in the church at that time, um, they decided they would like one of these hats that was on display. So what did they do? They asked, can I have one of those hats? And do you think they got them? Well, that is a picture of the entire uh, leadership team wearing St. Patrick's Day Guinness hats. Uh, we all got them. Because we had the cheek, well, we, not we, he, had the cheek to ask. <laughs> he had the shameless audacity, and so we were given them. And you might find that actually sometimes if your friends have some sweets, and, uh, and you have the audacity, if you have the cheek to ask, they might end up giving you one. They might not be, want to be your friend anymore. They might not uh, like the fact that you've asked. But just the fact that you've asked might make them, want to give, you, might make them give you one. 
Or you could try this. If you, you ever find yourself um, arriving late at an airport or, or a train station, you're on your way back from somewhere, and you'd like a lift home, it's the middle of the night, what you could do is you could phone up your growth group leader and you could say, please could you come and pick me up from the airport or the station? They won't thank you for it, but the chances are they'll be too polite to say no. Because if you have the cheek, you often get what you ask. Now, if a grumpy friend will give us what we ask just because we've asked, well, how much more will God hear our prayers and respond and give us what we ask? It's not that God is grumpy. It's the exact opposite. God is not grumpy. God loves us. God loves it when we speak to him. He wants us to bring our prayers to him. So how much more will he, is he likely to respond And so Jesus tells us to keep on asking. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Ask, make your request to God. Um, We we thought about that last time, didn't we? We saw in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus tells us those five things to be asking God for. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Ask, ask God, make your requests to God. And Jesus says, seek, seek and you will find. To seek something is, is kind of to make it your aim. And Jesus encourages us to make it our aim to, to um, bring about the kingdom, to find the kingdom of God and his rule. And he says, seek and you will find. And then he says, knock and the door will be open to you. Why, why do we knock at a door? It's normally because we want to go and be with someone. We want to go into a place where someone else is. But you knock because you're not sure if they want you in as well. You knock because then they have to come and and, and open the door. And, And maybe if they don't want you in, they'll just ignore you. But Jesus says when we knock, when we come to God in prayer, he will welcome us. He will open the door to us. He wants us to, to, to be with him, to speak to him. So knock and the door will be open to you. If a grumpy friend will give us what we ask just because we asked for it, how much more will God, our Father who loves us, respond to us when we pray? So let me ask you, are you being cheeky in asking for God's help? Are you being bold? Are you being audacious in bringing your requests before the Lord and asking him for help? God is much better than a grumpy friend. But secondly, God is better than a human father. God is better than a human father. I don't know if you saw on the news a few weeks ago, there was a story of a girl, uh, a girl in Australia, and her guinea pig was running around the garden. And she came out, and she found that a, a cobra, was it a cobra, a python? What's the one that wraps itself around a guinea pig? Python, yeah, python. It had started to wrap itself around her guinea pig. So she picked it up by the tail and started swinging it around. And her father came out and saw what she was doing. So he ran over and he grabbed the snake off her and he threw it as far as he could. Uh, And the snake landed and it let go of the guinea pig and it slithered off. Um, And they thought, goodness me, this is an amazing thing. No one's going to believe that this has happened. And then they realized that there was a security camera that had filmed the whole thing. Uh, And so they must have posted it somewhere and it ended up on the news and, and on the international news, this story. But the father said afterwards, or the parents said, we're really glad that our daughter is, is okay, that she's survived this. But um, we've told her, next time, just leave the snake alone. We'll buy you another guinea pig. We'll buy you two. 
Because parents don't want their children going near dangerous snakes, do they? We wouldn't want that. And that's what Jesus says, actually. If you're um, a child and your son, if you ask your father for a fish, as in something to eat, would he give you a snake? No, of course he wouldn't. Parents wouldn't give their children something dangerous like a snake. Or if you ask for a scorpion, uh, sorry, if you ask for an egg, would you give them a scorpion that would sting them, paralyze you? No, of course not. Would you, if, have you ever, children, have you ever asked your parents for a glass of water and they've given you a glass of acid? Has that ever happened? No. Have you ever asked them for a roll for lunch and they've given you a live grenade with a pin pulled out? Anyone here get a grenade in their stocking at Christmas? A live grenade? No, of course not. Because parents would not do that for their children. And Jesus says... Uh, that we are able, we know how to give good gifts, even though, verse 13, he says, even though we are evil. I was tempted to call this, to, this, to say that God is better than an evil father, because that's really what Jesus is saying, God is better than an evil father. But the problem is, we, we sometimes think that, oh, well, some parents are good and some parents are bad, so we might have misunderstood that. Jesus is saying, actually, all of us, all of us are, are evil. All of us have turned our backs on God. All of us disobey God's command. All of us are selfish. We live for ourselves. But even though we are selfish, as parents, we know how to look after our children. We know how to give good gifts to our children. We wouldn't give them things that would harm them. Well, how much more will our Father in heaven, our Father who is not evil, our Father who is perfect, our Father who loves us perfectly and is never selfish, our Father who gave his son to die for us, how much more does he know how to give us good gifts? He won't give us things that harm us. He knows how to give us good gifts. Actually, what it says, what Jesus says, is how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And I was puzzling, why does he say that here? Because actually, in another place where he was given similar teaching, he just says, how much more will your father give good gifts to those who ask him? But here he says, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit? And I think it's because the Holy Spirit is actually the best gift that we can receive. The Holy Spirit is what we, what we really need to keep us going and to bring us safely to heaven. We, we, that the Holy Spirit enables us to know God's presence with us. He enables us to, to have God's power and to keep going and to resist sin, to resist temptation. He helps us change and to become more like Jesus and to follow him. We need God's Holy Spirit. That's the best gift that he can give us. And he promises us that he will give us the Holy Spirit when we ask. So do you trust God? Do you trust God that he loves you, that he cares for you, and that he will hear and respond when you cry out to him? We don't always get what we expect. We don't always get it as quickly as we'd like. But God loves us and he knows how to give good gifts to us. And he'll give us the help of his Holy Spirit. Why do we pray? We pray because God is better than a grumpy friend and he is better than a human father. He's a father who loves us, who loves to hear us and who responds when we pray to him. Let's pray to him now. Father, we thank you that you are good. 
We thank you that you love us. We thank you that because of Jesus, you welcome us into your presence. You uh, invite us to speak to you and to ask you for our needs. Father, help us to trust you and help us to keep on asking and coming before you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.